And we're back live again. Yes, we are doing these on Sundays now. It seems to be uh, third We're just Sunday switching it up completely, yeah. throwing um, you guys off. It's what we do. Yes, it's yeah, it's our joy. Um, and yes, I am a Flyers fan. Yes, I am wearing a Ducks jersey. In case you were wondering, if you're watching the video. Um, However, not, it's I'm, very hard to see that it's Ducks jersey. So I think you need to show that bad boy. Oh, look at it! Look at that nice looking jersey. So here's the question, Sir Michael: Is it a? Because you can see the C on there. Is it a Paul Korea jersey? Uh, no. He Ooh. was a captain of a Ducks in like the nineties. Um, <laughs> How old was this captain? Uh, probably not old enough to be in the NHL. So then there is a down to the one, the mm-hmm. only, the Mr. Triple D, Charlie Conway. Yes, Charlie Conway. What a choice. Ever heard I of love him? Love it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. Yeah. No. But you know, shout out to this. Mitch got that's me a this great choice. That's uh, your great Christmas, jersey. Or not Christmas. Goddamn. Yeah, it's like Christmas. Uh, for my birthday. Yeah, birthday, yeah. My birthday present. Yeah. Steve, literally, I so you know, as you know, um, like I've been dying to get my hands on some new jersey. I've been trying to narrow it down. Good news is, I know what jersey I want. The bad news is, I can't find it anywhere. It's a yeah. reverse retro Calgary Flames Matthew Kachuk jersey. Mm-hmm. I would love to get one if I can. I've had no luck so far. So, you know, what we're gonna have to. We're going to have to do some uh, research after the podcast to see if, where we can track one down for me. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Calgary Flames or Matthew Kachuk, if you're listening or watching this, please get me one. Yes. But yes, I am a Flyers fan, but yes. I am wearing a Ducks jersey because that's a kick. Yeah. That's a badass logo. Am I wrong? Oh, dude, that, that's one of the best jerseys of all time. It is. Um, here, here's the other thing. And actually, we can kind of get into this topic since it's related. So over the years, I've collected a good amount of. Flyers jerseys, of course, but the one that really kicked it off for me that, um, you know, really changed my mind on how I, I'm going about jerseys now. I think it was like a year or two ago. I think um, it had been a year ago uh, through this one website, uh, this one Twitter page called The Jersey Finder. Um, they like, they're having all these cool contests and everything all the time. And they mentioned on eBay for $50 this one person, I don't know if it was them or whoever it was, this one person was selling Pavel Datsuk jerseys for 50 bucks. So I was like, you know what? Can't go yeah, wrong. I love I the can. magician, all-time classic player. Got it for $50. I'm like, you know what? From now on, I'm going to get jerseys, regardless of the team. Depends on the team. Depends on the team. But for yeah, the most I did part. Find, I did find a couple of loopholes when you're, talk, when you're talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's, so, so it's kind of tough. But depends. it technically depends on the team. But uh, other than that, I'm just going to go favorite players, regardless if they're a flyer or not. For example, Matthew Kachuk or Johnny Goodrow. Um, you know, I do have a Steven Stamkos shirt. Mike Good jersey at some point. Who knows? But yes. again, since I have a Stammer shirt, I'm looking to, you know, branch out from there and go to a different, you know, collecting a couple of jerseys down the line. So first up, I got to get my hands on Matthew Kachuk reverse retro Calgary flames jersey. There you go. So, all right, well, let, let's give you the starting lineup for today. We got league news, a huge signing for the New York Islanders. They finally locked down Mark, uh, locked down Matt Barzell. We'll get into the contact details, uh, which brings up an interesting topic and debate uh, for not Barzell, but for the other guy who, 
has some contract issues. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yes, we talked about both of them last time. It's just kind of a continuation on that. Yes, Um, and we're going to talk about... There's a couple other things as we recorded this that I thought of for league-wide stuff. Um, We do have an update on Longquist. Yes. And uh, Corey Crawford, there's some news. Yes, there's some news on him, so goaltender didn't talk. Um, We got some COVID issues between two teams, one in the West, one in the East. One's Um, already kind of playing an issue for the season. Yes, and we'll get those those, uh, a little bit later. Uh, We got our LA Kings breakdown. We're finally up to LA. It's, uh, you know, we're slowly but surely making progress. And then we got Flyers talk to end the podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of Flyers talk today with the season coming up on Wednesday. Um, You know, so it's going to, it's going to be a lot of heavy Flyers talk the second half of the season. So let's go. Uh, First things first, Matt Barzell, three-year extension. What are your initial thoughts? Honestly, I was hoping, really hoping it was going to be a Neil Anders situation where it's like a third of the way through the season and he finally signs. And then yeah, during the right. season, he doesn't play that well. And I say that because I'm a Flyers fan. Yeah. Um, it, but, I mean, good for him. The thing that sucks about him is, um, well, he's still an RFA after the deal. Yes. So he's yes, still he realistically under the right uh, rights of uh, the Islanders. The New York Islanders, yes. yes um, so, so it was a three-year That kind of sucks deal. for that kind of for me, that kind of sucks for Brazil in that sense. But outside of that, seven years average annual, that's not bad. You're tied for the most on your team. Three years, Anders seven Lee, million. And he realistically should be making more than Anders Lee, who's I don't think is that really good. And you've already replaced him on your top line, yeah. essentially. The only reason why he's on your top line is because you moved him over to wing. Yep. But Matt Barzell is your top center, so... Yes, 1,000%. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, he is one of the top centers also in the league easily. And the uh, thing that probably helps him is uh, Johnny Boychuk, unfortunately. That situation, yeah. that six mil kind of thing. That yeah, kind of... That, that's, that's a tough one for them. Um, but yeah, so that, that was, you know, I don't have a whole lot to talk about for, um, you know, Matt except, you know. Yeah, we, we him, talked about it at length last podcast, so we don't yes. have to go too, too yeah. much. And... Uh, but this next one, I do want to talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois versus John Tortorella in this little debate. Yeah, because we mentioned last time how there was the trade rumors or that uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois must want, might want out of Columbus. Apparently, even after signing his extension, he still reportedly wants out um, of Columbus. And there's normally different reasons why this happens. One, it's because it's Columbus, and some people want to be more well-known. In a and, winning culture. In a winning culture or in a place where you get recognized. Unfortunately, Jeff Colum- Carter. Yes. Or if, like, Rick Nash for forever was such a great player, but because he played in Columbus, I feel like, similar to Jeff Skinner, that's other news, too, I feel like we haven't really touched much on, but that's a similar situation where he doesn't really want to stay in Buffalo because he wants yeah. he wants out. That's why I want to bring him in, the, brings him in the, to this. But point. if he wants out, he would have signed that giant contract. Yes, but he was also hoping maybe this team would actually make moves for me to actually be able to compete. They did bring in Taylor Taylor Hall this year for one deal, uh, one year deal, but it's not enough. They need a lot more than isn't. that, especially yeah. in the probably toughest division you're going to have to play in. Oh uh, yeah. But for Columbus's, for back to Pierre Luc Dubois and all that, but that's one thing is some people just want to be a little more 
star well-known or whatever. That's why some people don't really like Columbus or staying in a smaller market kind of team like uh, Columbus. And then there's also this factor as well, which I think Pierre-Luc Dubois also is one of those guys that kind of wants to get out there more and get his name more out there than it already is in Columbus. Um, And John Tortorello. It takes a lot to be in that kind of system because he... Of the way John Tortorella coaches. He's yeah. an effective coach. We've seen it. He's won mm-hmm. a cup before with Tampa Bay in 04. Um, you know, he's done a lot for teams. Um, he seems to find his ground in Columbus despite only having one playoff series win really since Brandon, he got It was got a huge there. win. It was a very huge win. Uh, but honestly, it was also the... Actually... The first, first, and only ever playoff series win in franchise history. So that tells you something about John Torrella. He is effective. However, again, they're just getting horrible matchups in a round one each and every year. Um, well, it's, it's that, and then also it's his he for him like personally, he, his personality, his personality for like a while, like a couple seasons ago. I remember like when he first got there, like there was a whole like team meeting. Yeah mentioned in the players like can he not yell at us so much because it's not helping <laughs> essentially so i'm sure he yeah. turned that down some but he's not going to completely tone it down because you can see no. it when you're watching games itself you can see him he's a very animated head coach that's just that's just it's kind just... of his thing so it takes a lot to be in that kind of locker room and that yeah. presence and everything and i feel like for a guy like pierre like dubois maybe he's not a big not big in that kind of way of no. being coached being taught or whatever so and yeah. this sense fair. fair peer the ball um one he's a young 22 year old who is still very very good and probably hasn't even hit his top potential yet he, Absolutely, he has, not. has not also i don't think that's a horrible contract either if somebody it's wanted definitely... to, if somebody wanted to scoop in and try to trade oh, for him for sure. not, uh, again not, yeah it's not terrible no, it's certainly not a terrible contract. I've seen much, much worse. Um, I think Dubois. But it's a is similar situation. To be, yeah. To similar, but not exactly, but similar to um, Patrick Line. They're yes. both RFA. So if you sign them, if you trade for them, more than likely you're you going to have to sign, sign them right. eventually. Them, yeah. yeah. I think you're just, Line again, all you're doing after this just, year and then in two years for yeah all you're doing again is just um you know you're trading for the rights that's all yeah but for at this sense i would say actually pure like the ball to me has a little more trade value because he actually has a couple years before he has to worry about that contract extension line is one year and then he's that rfa so at the moment i don't think he's making much yeah uh let me just see this just for argument's sake for who line or yeah, Line is making a lot more, 6.75 mil oh, this yeah. year. And then he's an RFA after this year. But he also is probably probably has the best snapshot shot in general in the league. Besides Ovechkin, of course. Yes, outside of Ovechkin. Uh, and yeah, there's probably a lot you're going to have to do because that's all he really at the moment can do because everything else for him is kind of a little subpar. He's not great defensively mm-hmm. and all this. But if you put enough people around him, and if you want to bump on your power play, go for him. Yeah, sure. Why not? And that, but that's just the thing with him. That's why I think it's a little less because one, he's going to be, he at the moment he's a little more expensive, but also I feel like he's going to want to demand a lot more than he's really realistically worth. 
So I think right. there's going to be a lot of a lot of headache there of trying to figure out his uh, price for line A, and also like what's best for him, you know, as yeah. a player. There, there are a lot of what ifs for, for Patrick Line for Pierre Luc Dubois. I think honestly, the sooner he gets bet, uh, gets out of Columbus, the better for him. Um, I, I, I think you know just because of how animated Torts can get, he's not the right coach for a player like Dubois. Yeah. Um, now, if and, and this is the the tough thing. It's like where would you say? You know, if you had an option where you would want to get traded and everything, if you're Dubois, where would you prefer to go? Like, what kind of team? Obviously, like a, a larger market that's not Columbus. Like, you know, because there, you know, I, I I think he has what it takes to help carry a team. You know, not now, but certainly eventually. Yeah. You know, he he can certainly carry a team. And the headache for um, me for it's more so Columbus is because mm-hmm. he's. 22 how often for at least the blue jacket's sake do you have these young great studs yeah you have Wierenski that you got in what 2015 yep and then uh taken after i've improved off yeah he's 23 and then he got pierre like the ball and he traded for seth jones but yeah seth jones now but you're not really known for getting these huge groundbreaking no players players. so for them they're like i don't want to it's one of those things like which is the less of a headache, John Tortorella or, or Dubois? Because again, Torts is proven. Torts, he is an yeah, he's been coach. very he's been very effective in Columbus for a team on paper that's well, except for this year. I think they got a little bit of the, in the off season for this upcoming yeah. season. Um, where you're like, I don't know if that's really a playoff team, but his system works just because it's a defensive oriented system. Where right, where again, a player that. like Dubois is. I mean, he's defensive, but like he he needs to use his offensive ability. Yeah, and he's not really getting so a lot really of that chances in Columbus because they're not very no. offensive minded team. Right, exactly. So, so that's kind of uh, the whole headache there with that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you have any other final thoughts before we move on? No, that was my little last thought yeah. there I had on that. Oh, they have to figure yeah. out, have to figure out something because on Columbus's uh, roster side, twenty four over twenty three, they got to figure something out. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that you know they might have to think about, and uh, again, ideally it might not work, is um, you know go to the waivers and and send someone down that they might not have a choice. Again, kind of like how did um, Christian Juice from the Anaheim Ducks and the Carolina Hurricanes both sent down two defensemen, Christian Juice for Anaheim got claimed by the Detroit Red Wings, and the Carolina Hurricanes sent down Gustav Forsling, and he got claimed by the Florida Panthers. Yeah, that was Those are claim. two underrated moves. More so Florida. I think yeah. Forsling is a very, very good if he if he's not that well known yet in um in the NHL, he will be. He will be yeah. Um, you know, I, I think especially for a team uh, a coach like Q, you know, I, I think he's gonna um, you know, do very well there. So, you know, hey, he has a new home now and uh, good for him. It, you know, sucks for Carolina for even considering that. And now, yeah, but um, just that's, losing that's out on your, a young, good defenseman. Unfortunately, that's kind of the risk you take with a guy who's not waiver exempt, but you have yeah. to, you got to fit your team somehow with Carolina. They're pretty, yeah, deep. they're pretty a deep, especially on defense. 
So for it's one of those things like, yeah, I don't want to do this, but unfortunately he might be the low, the draw the short straw here. And unfortunately and he that's got exactly what happened. Yeah. It just happens. So, yeah. I mean, um, let's just be honest here. Sometimes they work. Sometimes you're the lightning and take, um, what's his face? Tyler Johnson. Uh, no, not Tyler Johnson. Who did they clamp from the flyers a couple years ago? I forget what his name was. Uh, he actually did pretty well for the Flyers, too. I forget what his name was. Oh, oh Martel. Dan Martel. Martel, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you take someone, it's like, eh, he's not that good. Or sometimes <laughs> you leave them unclaimed. Like like Nicholas Alvey-Cuville. Yes, and they actually end up doing really well. And they kick your ass in the NHL. Yes, and unfortunately, the Flyers, I don't know if, uh, at this point, because practices have been a little different, and we'll get to this a little later when we talk Flyers is, Freeman isn't waiver exempt, so there's that. Yes, yeah, so, uh, send Dumper on. <laughs> uh, but anyways, more oh. league wide stuff. Uh, we did get a, a little update on uh, Hendrik Lundqvist. He did yes. have successful uh, open heart surgery. Uh, he said it was, it was like five hours, something like that. His surgery was something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, but you know. I don't know where like really he go, where he goes now and his recovery and all that. I don't. I'm not obviously a doctor <laughs> in any sense or anything. Otherwise, I know it's, uh, it's very I strange. Really, it, it like, is. You really I, would think a guy from the Underachievers podcast, a podcast with <laughs> such a great name, would be in the medical field. Of course. I mean, thank I mean, God he, I'm he, not. I mean, everyone's <laughs> like, thank God this guy's this guy's not. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> But um, I don't, obviously, we're, we're not trying to make fun of the situation that he's in. No, obviously I'm just, not. We're, I'm just trying to I'm, say I'm poking that, fun at Whitmer here. Yes, we're poking fun at me, but uh, I think that's a good sign for Lundqvist. I think now it's just a lot of healing and see how his heart it, goes from one thousand. I had to guess. Yeah. Um. So, and, and, you know, obviously, like as the situation, you know, carries on, and everything. Yeah. You know, always want to wish him the best of luck. You know, he, he's such a tremendous uh, talent. And, you know, always just, you know, again, especially not only just one of the best players in the league, but, um, you know, you, you never wish, uh, you know, something as scary as, as that on, on anybody in, in the league, you know, and no matter what the sport or mm-hmm. what team you root for, you know. So, again, as always to, to uh, Henrik Lundqvist, always just want to wish him the best of luck with, with his health and moving yeah. forward and, and, and hope changing. he uh, is able to stay healthy. Changing it up a bit, but kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, Corey Crawford, he almost surprisingly kind of, just yeah. kind of retired. He and yeah. I'm not going to crap on him because I think it's a very similar, not maybe similar, but it was a personal matter. That's why he took some time yes. off, and then he retired. So it's I'm assuming it's a similar situation to Tuca in the playoffs. So I'm not going to yes. be one of those fans that shit on him, especially from a no. Devils fan that think they were actually going to do well because they had Corey Crawford and all the moves they made. Um, which they weren't going to be, even if Corey Crawford would have been playing. But unfortunately, he did. Yeah. The other day, uh, hang up the skates. He, uh, he retired did. after a couple of days before then. He was taking some personal time. Yep. Uh, I don't know if there's too much out there in terms of what the personal matter was, but I think we're just going to keep it as it was a personal matter for him I so much so, so yeah. that it was – necessary for him to retire yep. and if i had to guess this is probably going to be his last contract anyways before he was going to retire because 
we were talking about this the other day. He's taken a good amount of beatings too. So he, he really has. His health has not been the same. Has he gotten a bunch several of concussions years. too? He's he had several concussions, yeah. and it's it's been you know scary safe for Corey Crawford. And he's again, you know, it, too, if you want to go goaltenders, yeah. With- with at least injured pasts and everything. Really. Yeah, no, We're for kind sure. Of worry about them a bit. Um, you know, I'm just hoping that for, for Crawford, it's not a situation like, um, I guess you can say, I'll put it this way, you know, whether it is injury related or not, whatever the situation is, you know, obviously just, again, another situation where you want to wish a player all the best. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping that, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, I guess, not related all to, to the concussions. My feeling it is related to that. And um, I, I, again, I'm only speculating. I don't know anything. And, um, you know, obviously don't want to start any rumors kind of thing like that. I mean, at least this, I know Chicago got eliminated and probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs, but yeah, he did play on his head for the he did. He, he, played, so at least he played very, he, very well. The last time he played, he still went on a high note, essentially. He yes, didn't he win, did. but he won enough. He has two yes. cups. He's got two rings. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So that's always, you know, you know, as uh, positive as it really gets for someone like him. Uh, again, you know, just, uh, just hope, you know, his health, uh, you know, so health comes first and um, we'll, we'll see where he goes from here. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I would kind of prefer this, the, you know, in a way, stay quiet and, and yeah. not necessarily, um, you know, people do so exactly. It, it, it's a personal matter. And I, I don't want, I don't think people have the right to really do so much digging. And, and especially yeah. if, you know, player, you know, not player, sorry, uh, people just give them crap and everything. Like, I, I don't know. You never know because we have seen our fair share of, you know, people like that. People again, criticizing Tuka, for example. Um, so, you know, it's, I'm hoping that people kind of, lay off a bit and just yeah. you know we leave the guy be he he's done a great service to the league yes. and um you know he's you know as much even though he played for the the blackhawks and everything which you know and was part of that legitimate mm-hmm. dynasty you gotta respect the guy and um you know again when he was healthy he was good um you know so it's uh nothing but as mm-hmm. much respect as possible out there for him so just wish uh Corey crawford all the best of luck and his now known in uh, stated retirement and um you know go from there. retirement you and doc yeah um a couple little signings and then we can transition a bit to uh LA. Yes. um luke Kunin, he signed his uh, uh contract with uh nashville after he got traded to there from uh, minnesota yes it was a two-year 4.6 uh 4.6 million uh contract 2.3 Per year, average annual, uh, and Sammy Vatanen, who was actually one of the, I felt one of the top defensemen that was available, went back to New Jersey after he yeah. was there for um, the last, the start of last season, the season before, after he was traded there from Anaheim. But he, um, was, oh, also one other, I just remembered, but he said one the goalie for Sammy Vatanen. Yes. That was that one for Vine. I'm sorry about that. Uh, and um, <clears throat> for Anthony Stollers or Stoller the Goys, we knew him here in Philly. He got a 1.9 mil total two year extension for the Anaheim Ducks um, until Brian Miller's uh, resigned. Stollers were seen as John Gibson's backup this year. It, he could still push Miller for the number two job. Mm. 
Good luck. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, I think those are mostly all the signings, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's really it. I think we talked about Burke Strain last time. And let's see here. Yeah, so that was that. And now um, let's transition over to our. Oh, we should really real quick, it. real quick actually. Oh, 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 oh. Um, we got COVID issues. The Dallas oh, Stars, yes, yes, yes thank and you. Thank the you. Pittsburgh thank Penguins. You. You're welcome. Uh, the Dallas Stars announced yesterday, or sorry, two days ago, that um, six players and two staff members were recently confirmed positive tests for COVID nineteen. Uh, these individuals are self-isolating and following CDC and league protocols. And as a result of the positive test and as appropriate precaution, the facilities has been closed effectively immediately for the team and will remain closed until uh, further notice. Uh, the league is in the process of reviewing and revising the Stars' regular season schedule with the expectation that the team will not open its 2020-2021 season earlier, uh, not uh, no, not uh, earlier than uh, – Tuesday, January 19th. So that was big news there. Um, and also kind of a little bit more about that. Um, different team, same kind of situation is the Pittsburgh Penguins the other day as well. They ended up canceling their uh, practice as some players were exposed to COVID-19. So that is um, a big one because that could potentially affect Flyers. Um, because remember, on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, the Flyers and Penguins are supposed to kick off that first game for the 2020-2021 season, a 5:30 start, and uh, we'll see what happens. My only um, thought on that is, I thought that was the whole reason for the taxi squad is so in case someone got was positive or whatever, you had someone come up that can then play or whatever for yeah. your team. At least that was my understanding of it. But I guess because the stars, since they had six players, which pretty much be your top six or bottom six mm. or at least two lines of your offense alone, not saying if it's defenders right. or offensive or whatever, because you're gonna, it, they're not going to uh, announce anything because it's a lot of private okay. kind of things with and issues. Not only that, it was actually, um, let's see here. So the, the, it was actually uh, a potential um COVID expo- exposure for the penguins. Um for the penguins uh yesterday. So we'll keep an eye out on that. And yeah, because there hasn't been anything like it was for the stars where it says it might impact where we'll and uh we'll, Wes Crosby who covers the penguins um he said so or according uh, via Mike Sullivan the penguins head coach uh Sullivan said the peng- penguins will not be announcing any of the injury covered related during camp. He notes that if a player is missing from practice, it does not necessarily mean is because of COVID. He reiterates the practice yesterday. It was canceled out of abundance of caution. Once the season starts, the NHL will, will announce uh, players that test positive. The teams will not, as Sullivan notes. So those are some things to keep in mind there. Mm-hmm. All right. So the LA Kings. Yes. The team, we should, really have a, we should really have some type of jingle or something to go into these deep dives. But the team where I'm sure if LA fans feel this way, but where they just kind of completely fall off after winning two cups close in proximity in years, 
and then they just kind of fell two off. cups in three years. I think. Yeah, and then they kind of fell off after that. Yeah, um, it was after 2015. Because 2015 was um, their trip back to the Western Conference Final, and after that, it's just, just complete dive bomb, just like the San Jose Sharks, honestly. Yeah, but I think the so. Sharks still have that, and that's something we talked about last time. I think. Um, just in these new division alignments and because some of these teams still have some, not obviously the whole nucleus or whatever that was there when they were good, they still have enough pieces potentially in their divisions that yeah. anything's possible that maybe they so could the steal a spot. Yeah. So LA, this is LA's new division this year. They're in the West and mm-hmm. is uh, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, San Luis, and Vegas. So, of course, it's all the yes, California teams um, and a couple so others. The battle um, would pretty much be, for me, that fourth spot because I think you can All right, see so the two Vegas, guarantees is Vegas and Colorado. And yeah, I think you can maybe those see two are guaranteed. St. Louis in there and Minnesota. I, I, you, and could, then, you could see it's, it's going to be, honestly, Colorado and Vegas, St. Louis – you could Arizona, see Minnesota. The, I, I think really the final spot is up between Minnesota, Arizona, and you could argue the LA Kings. Um, okay. Taking I think um, you can so say- going into this offseason, they really, at least for me personally, they only had two guys I would consider resigning. Uh, one was Trevor Lewis, who's two mil. Uh, it doesn't look like he's on the roster, so that would mean, of course, he's not with them anymore. Um, so they do have 12.4 million cap space. That's a good amount of cap. Marco, um, there he is. Marco. Um, you know, it's shocking. Their average age is 27.1. Um, they've Dustin Brown and Jeff Carter, but uh, 36. But they probably had the second biggest or upgrade in terms of draft and acquisitions. Yep, Quentin Byfield. Yes. This kid is going to be a freaking star. I love Quentin Byfield, and I'm so excited for him. He's he's going to be an absolute stud for the LA Kings. Honestly, he's going to learn from Jeff Carter this year, playing the center position, mm-hmm. and he's going to eventually, you know, he, he, Carter's going to groom him. And uh, you know, for Byfield, he's going to eventually be the number two uh, center. Um, you know, it, it, it's this kid. It, his ceiling is. Re- ridiculously high uh, he's he's so good and and he, he's a, a pretty big player too but um he actually did play for team canada um who unfortunately for team canada they lost two nothing to the americans as cam york and bobby brank the flyers prospects helped shut out the canadians for the gold medal just want to throw that out there i didn't watch a second of it of any of the tournaments. I, 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 uh, I watched the whole gold medal game. It, it was actually a great game. Spencer Knight stood on his head. Were you were you tweeting during the game? A little bit here and there. Okay. At one point, bunch, there's I a, saw a bunch of people yeah. tweeting about the game. I was I, at one point there's a huge gap between my tweets because I kind of fell asleep for a little bit. <laughs> I know, but all that matters but, is I got to watch the third period at the end, so that made me happy. But going back to my point yes. at the beginning of when you talked about when at the beginning of this little segment we have on the kings because not the whole nucleus but they still have some of the nucleus that was there when they won because obviously you have drew dowdy who i still think is a very he's still one of the best defensemen but because the kings aren't really 
anything at the moment. They're kind of in that rebuild mm-hmm. stage. Uh, nobody really pays attention to him because the Kings just aren't right. anything. And same with Anze Kopitar. He's still one of the best centers. But again, unfortunately, they still have yeah. Dustin Brown. He's still there. Yes. Um, he, I, will, still there. I, I will put it this way. For and after, team, I feel like the past couple of years, you've heard trade rumors about Jeff Carter, but he hasn't been dealt yet. Yeah, for, even, of, even uh, last year, yeah. LA. Um, but so as you can way. see, some of the ages of these guys that were in that prime, Quick, mm-hmm. believe it or not, is 34 now. Yeah. Kovatar's 33, 36 for Brown and Carter, and Dowdy's still in this, around in this prime at 31. Yeah. So there you go. Um, real quick, though, the LA Kings, they had five prospects, five in the gold medal game alone. They had nine total in the whole tournament. So here were the five in the gold medal game for USA. Uh, Brock Faber, he's a defenseman. He's uh, 45th overall until 20. Uh, these two guys played a huge role, not only the gold medal game, but the entire tournament. Alex Turcott, uh, fifth overall in 2019, and Arthur Kaliev, uh, 33rd overall in 2019 uh, for LA. And, of course, Team Canada, um, Quentin Byfield, second overall in this past year's draft, and Jordan Spence, uh, 95th overall in 2019. Um, you know, so they the fact that five of their prospects, five total prospects in the gold medal game alone, and just that's nothing to uh, you know to, to brush over because both teams were stacked this year for U.S. and Canada, and it's just it's they just were. How much, oh my god, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so you know, I I expect uh, Kaliev, um, Byfield, uh, and probably Turcotte to be, in in my opinion, they all three are NHL ready. Um, you also have Lias Anderson, who the LA Kings. And this was an interesting trade. Um, they traded um, back in October, actually. It was a second round pick for Elias Anderson, who belonged to the New York Rangers. And Anderson, a couple years ago, was about like the seventh overall pick. Um, so I think Anderson needed a you know a new home, and they found one in LA. Um, they also traded for Olimata from the Chicago Blackhawks back in October as well in exchange for Brad Morrison. So, um, you know, there's, there's some more recently they signed Asnesio. Yes. I forgot about the, uh, Andres Asnesio and, um, you know, it was a, a one year deal if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, 1.2 mil. So, um, that's absolutely going to add some speed. This is going to be an interesting Kings team. Um, it will be. so the Again, only thing is the only my issue... question mark, you know, that I think we're both kind of getting to the same part where the question mark kind of is on this team. Um, and for me, unfortunately, he is 34 when he gets in this age for goaltenders. And yeah. with his, as we talked about with Corey Crawford, John Skikwik has also had a very injury prone kind of season, especially lately. Yes. Uh, some serious, some concussions, some like leg issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. <sighs> It's Jonathan Quick. That's a little question mark for me. And then if he does yeah. get hurt, especially in this season where it's kind of shortened, you're going to have to rely on your backup. Is Cal Peterson ready to step up in a more elevated role, more like possibly? Because yeah. again, Quick's 
34. He's not what he used to be. He's not going to be no. the same Jonathan Quick who's pretty much uh, throwing his body everywhere in the net. <laughs> I mean, he'll still probably do that, but at 34, you're going to hurt something doing that. So you're going to have to make sure he gets a good amount of rest. Granted, if you, they use him like the Montreal used uh, Carey Price and you give him enough rest time and everything, maybe you can see game or two, a couple of stretches of old Jonathan Quick, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, and if you add that to some of those stars that they still have, and their upcoming team, uh, players that I think some of them absolutely probably have a good chance of uh, stealing spots here and there for this team. Um, sure, why couldn't they steal a, a fourth spot? Because the teams they're battling against, I'd put Anaheim. I'd still put Anaheim in that role. I, I, I think every team, just because of this division itself, I think is has that potential to take that fourth spot. They do. Anaheim, um, they, Arizona, San Jose, LA. Um, and for the same reasons I feel for LA, I feel similarly to that with uh, the Sharks and Ducks. And the Coyotes outside of the Knights may have the better goaltending duo. So that's why I don't want to write them off either for the Coyotes. True. Very, very true. So that's where I, I think I think they're probably going to surprise people. I wouldn't be surprised if they're fourth. I wouldn't really be surprised if they're like sixth. I think that's probably where they're going to be fourth to sixth. Is where I think the Kings will be. Right. It, it, it's honestly going to be, um, I think it's going to be close, um, a lot closer than people realize. And, and also, I'm just excited, you know, for the season to start, but I think LA is going to shock some people. Um, I think they have the, you know, I think what it really comes down to, in my opinion, though, are these young guys you're going to play, you know, um, I think that the big four really that I mentioned in, um, obviously, uh, I would expect Quentin Byfield to play, um, Arthur Kuliev and Alex Turcotte. They're, sorry, uh, those big three. And um, really, I think if they play, oh, man, that, that's going to be mm – -hmm. and honestly, you still have Sean Jersey on defense, uh, Tobias Bornfoot. Um, you know, those are both good, solid, young defense prospects so uh you know th there is a lot of potential here yeah. for the there's LA a lot Kings to do for some damage LA fans there's a lot to kind of be excited about also this exactly. too um they got what they got nine picks this upcoming draft yeah two in the second round two in the third and two in the fourth that's the first and I believe this is the Shane Wright draft um who is going who is a, a you know a top five center or uh, top five pick potentially and he, he is a center so teams are looking for a center again i don't know if that will excite la or not because mm -hmm. again slowly but sure after uh, slowly but surely you have to replace your centers could be another potential one there if again you get lucky so now i don't um, think you've i don't know if you asked me this or not i know if you did i didn't mm -hmm. answer it uh, cause it didn't, cause usually on these things you ask where i put yes. la in terms of rebuild yes. and all this and I still think only because the divisions are different this year, I think they have that chance. But if they were the regular divisions, I still then it was still. It's still I, I agree. LA still it, So regardless of they got pieces, they absolutely yeah. got pieces, uh, and I think they're doing, um, because of the pieces they got, and maybe a little luck, maybe a little bit. You're telling me that the Red Wings didn't deserve one of the top two picks. <laughs> 
hey, I'll put it this way. At least L.A. got a pick because they're actually pretty hurting, too. Obviously, sure. Detroit deserved it more, but I'm happy the team that actually needs a pick like that got it. Yes. Unlike New York. Yes. Um, as long as another L.A. team doesn't win the Stanley Cup. Championship. Yeah, right. God. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, imagine plot twist LA Kings win the Stanley Cup this year. It's not going to happen. Hey, the Rams did beat the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. There's potential. <laughs> they're going to have to go get. They're going to go I know. I'm, sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I, Oh, of course, I'm not being legit. They're not going to win it. I'm just saying. It would oh, no, just I know what you're fun. saying. I yeah. know what you're saying, considering yeah. it, uh, it would just go me. to uh, Jared Goff, who still is dealing with the fucked up the hand injury. Yeah. Or fin- yeah, thumb. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway. Anyways, now the remainder of the podcast will be on the Flyers. So if you don't want to yeah. listen to the Flyers, then uh, who cares? Turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off if you don't want to <laughs> listen to the Flyers. If you do, it's so nice. <laughs> You know what? Looking because I'm on cap friendly, of course. Looking at the Flyers' cap situation next year, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, the only people yeah, they have to worry about is Sandhagen and, and whatever you did with Gustafson. And yeah, oh, sorry, Carter Hart. Oh shit! Yeah, well, that shouldn't be an issue. And so. Nolan Patrick. And Nolan Patrick. And technically Samarin. Okay, so there's some things you got to do, but not as much as you should have to worry about. Uh, the germ. Sandine, they got a, bu- a couple of minor. I guys lied. They got it. They, they they got they got some people. I lied. They ignore me. That's a lot more depth, people. But yeah, yeah, that's just true. All right. Anyway, um, moving forward, where so, do you begin with the Flyers? So we talked about them last time, and the reason why we bring them again, and why we're going to spend a good portion of this podcast. However long we've the remainder before. of the podcast. The remainder of the podcast on the Flyers is obviously because the season starts this week. The season starts and kicks off with the Philadelphia Flyers facing the Pittsburgh Penguins. So obviously we're going to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to end with us giving our uh, predictions of uh, how they th- we think the Flyers will do in this game on Wednesday. Um, but before they have to do that, they had to go up against their tough- toughest opponents yet, Jeffrey themselves yes this is true there is a little uh orange versus black inner inter squad uh scrimmage um team orange is andy andreoff travis connecting kevin hayes sean gatory oscar Lindblom, claude drew sam rent at left wing zay wisdom carson torinsky joel therapy for forwards uh for defense it's chris bigris Ivan Provorov, Derek Pouliot, Igor Simulov, Mark Freeman, Justin Braun, Wyatt Wiley, and Annette Alkaline and Brian Elliott. Uh, for Team White, it's Michael Raffle, Nolan Patrick, Scott Lawton, JVR, Linus Sandine, Morgan Frost, first-round pick Tyson Forrester, Nicholas Abikubel, Max Willman, uh, Connor Bunneman, Jake Warchek on defense, Phil Myers, Travis Sanheim, Robert Haig, Tyler Walderspoon, Nate Prosser, Eric Gustafson, Felix Sandstrom, and, of course, Carter Hart. Um, yes, yeah, so, unavailable to play. So. Yes, that's um, why you didn't hear uh, his name there. Yeah. Yes, also unfit to play. Tanner Lozinski, Anskratlik, Ratcliffe, Krill, Ustamenko, and Wade Allison. Yes. Um. So, before our last podcast, obviously it was the day before uh, the camp opened up, 
And I told you before we got on, we're like, I look at like cap friendly and look at this Flyers yeah. roster, looked forwards and everything. It's like, oh, this yeah. team looks pretty deep. And then you like see it, like the lines and you see on paper. Yeah. Yeah. You, I just, uh, and it's, you shouldn't take too much into it because it's practice. It's just training camp. And stuff like that. Yeah. But then when you see the lines, like, yeah. damn, the Flyers are deep. <laughs> I mean, and here, here is an example. Jake Voracek. James Van Riemsdyk on the third line. Any other team, they could easily be a top six line right there. Jake Borchick yeah, Jake should Borchick be on was the on, top line. Jake Borchick was on the top line in the playoffs, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, so just and how much, this is how much, absolutely yeah. the opposite approach to the past Flyers teams and Eagles teams and yes. other teams. Because I mentioned in our last. Uh, under Jerry's podcast, how the Eagles pull up uh, flyers and playing veterans or re- young players. But if you look at the top six, it's all guys. Young There's yeah. no, you got Drew and Couturier and Hayes. Those are your veterans there, really. You got TK and Oscar on the top line. And then you got now 86, Can which I'm still trying to figure talk out. talked about for a minute Oscar Lindblom, Traps Connecty, and center Sean Couturier. Selkie winning, yes. Sean Couturier, what a line that is! Yes, That's phenomenal. It's that a phenomenal line. The line, but I of don't the think year for the Flyers. I think it's going to be a very underrated line in terms of yes. league wise appreciations to top lines. Only because obviously you got the previous Selkie winner, so that's going to drive some eyes. But because of how TK played in the playoffs, that's going to bring some people bring it down a bit. And obviously, great story, but Oscar did beat cancer but it's like how can he perform this upcoming season trust me um he can do it it's gonna be good to go um, got it and speaking of good to go uh we talked about that third line no on patrick but i want to get to that first get get to that a little later because i want to didn't want to brush over the second line but that second line is kevin hayes claude drew and uh i'm still trying to get used to it number 86 joel Faraby. so at least Faraby. Is still sticking in the top six, which I like. Yes, they're still giving him that chance. Because like, yeah. uh, for a while there, they were always putting him on the fourth line. I wasn't really actually sure if he was actually going to make the team. If I'm completely honest, mm-hmm. just because he was so up and down yeah, last year. I am. Um, well, no. So no, I was more confident than Morgan had. Frost because I yes. figured Morgan Frost was going to make this team out of camp. Fortunately for Morgan Frost, um, but. Yeah. But it's good for Joel Faraby, so he's obviously turning heads enough for him to still yeah. be in the top six because he absolutely has the ability to. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he did put on some poundage. He put on he some did. weight uh, to his game as well. So as did a couple of guys. I think Oscar did, obviously. Oscar did most importantly and because pa- he's getting strength. Noah Patrick did, who was, I'm going to get to. And that third line we just mentioned, uh, Forcheck, JVR, and, and Noah Patrick uh, centering it. Uh, which I think that's a perfect line for Patrick to get his feet going again. But yeah. I don't even think he's going to have really much of an issue because if you hear the reports coming out from people like at camp or whatever, uh, he looks just about, if not as good as he did when he first drafted. When he played in 2018. Yeah. You, you want to have and thought, that's exciting. and the reports, it seems like he, you want to have thought he spent a year off dealing with migraine issues. Right. When the good thing is, Which is he's very already got past a couple hurdles that you were worried about. So he nearly yeah. had another um, 
Judas Ekateri situation, the 2018 playoffs, where accidental collision leads to Kateri getting hurt. Yes. Um, you had Morin so accidentally. Five points. Yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, you made me lose my. <laughs> you lose my concentration. <laughs> yes. All right. Anyway, continue. But you had another little collision with not a little person, but Sam Morin and uh, Nolan Patrick were at, at Sam. Maybe for a second, he was a little shaky because he left the ice without his helmet. But then he came right back on, and there's been no worse for wear. So every everything so far, he's kind of passed. And this is, I guess, even though it's not a real game necessarily tonight, it's still a scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you'll still see some players throwing some light checks, I'm sure. Sure, I'm sure you will, but I'm just but saying. You, it's you a just got to tell Sam Marin to next. go like 2% on the hits. Well, I think they're on the same team, I think. Um, well, I'm saying for the other team, I'm I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're you know, saying. For, for, for team, yes. Um, oh, but God. he's passing, he keeps going through, or passing hurdles to get yes, him which to is where awesome. he is. He's getting the praises of his coaches and everything. So realistically speaking, the contract he just signed this offseason for only one year for not a lot, if he plays well, it could realistically be the cheapest contract he could get. Yeah. Um, now, the season hasn't started yet, and anything can happen from now until even the first three games of the season. Um, but yeah. all things seem well for this Flyers team, and for once, I'm actually... Not overly confident, obviously, because you can't be, especially in hockey and the NHL. I don't think you want to be too overly confident. Uh, But I'm still pretty confident in this club, even though you have to go up against your rivals and teams, your division, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, that would be difficult. But I think the thing that will benefit the Flyers is that MLB kind of style season they're having where they're playing series. Because I'm curious of how that actually works out. How because I feel like that's actually kind of interesting for at least strategically how coaches and everything go about. It. It's like, well, do you do it how you normally would do it when you do back to backs, where you go one goalie versus the other goalie, or is it more like playoffs kind of kind of atmosphere where you kind of stick yeah, with the it's... same game plan? So it's very interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of new puzzles to kind of figure out with the season, but I think the Flyers are equipped for it because they're just so. Depth, obviously, they're not as, as in depth as like say Tampa Bay. Uh, they're right around there with Carolina, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense for me is a little shaky still, but compared to past Flyers defenses, it's not terrible. Um, right. Obviously, the big hole was who was going to be with Provorov. Um, I only think Braun's there for the moment because Ghost is unfit to play. Because I'm uh, I'm going back to before yesterday when Ghost was unfit to play, and that's per- more than likely the lines you're going to see for game one. So you're going to see, so, yeah. at least forward-wise, that's absolutely what it's going to be. Defense is yeah, going to be a little different. And, and that also means that, unfortunately, it probably is no go for Morgan Frost. That sucks, but I think it was kind of a long shot for him. Uh, it's, Which is kind of I think a lot of it... It's funny because last year he had a better shot at making the team this year. Like I had a higher hopes for him last year than I do this year. I think what would have helped him maybe and some of these guys would have been get injured. No, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say pre if there was actually like preseason games. So you see, you Ooh, actually see some of these guys true. in action. That's true. Yeah. 
Because you usually think about it. Usually you got the rookie game, but also you have actual preseason. Right now, one Wednesday, we're jumping in full circle. We're jumping in That's game time. Like game one. You had at least, what, three games, at least for flyer's sake, of exhibition of, before the playoffs? Exactly. So, and, and, that, and that's why, it, honestly, for a lot of teams, and what's again, actually kind of, even going to be like what we were saying with the the bubble effect in you know similar situation, a lot of teams are going to be rusty right out of the gate, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But even if you look at that, the taxi squad or whoever would be traveling with the Flyers, Morgan Frost. I still think be, Frosty. Frosty yeah, no, is going to be, be on there. On. I'm sure Sandine might be on there. Sandine could be on um, there. Wisdom might be because I think he's been doing pretty well. Uh, camp uh, honestly hey if Z wisdom i would have uh, yeah. said um, oh one really cool thing here mm-hmm. i gotta bring it up um the, if, the amount of respect i have for um elaine vaniel has gone up significantly because the way that well even more so because um when, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, when Tyson Forrester got drafted in the NHL, it was the virtual draft. Yes, but he never got his true welcome to the NHL oh, yeah, moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so Elaine Vigneault said uh, he 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 personally wanted Tyson Forrester to be in the Flyers training camp to again since he didn't have the NHL moment on going uh, being able to going the actual draft, um, you know, he, he invited him to camp and he said, look, I want you to be here. This is your welcome to the NHL moment. This is your big moment. Since again, he never got his welcome to the NHL draft moment. So I thought that was such a class act move by AB. So love the guy even more. Enjoy a martini on me. <laughs> not you, Whitmer. AV. That's fine. I'm not a big martini fan anyway. Sorry, AV. <laughs> man, you're going to break AV's heart, man. I am. Um, that's a that's a conversation for next Undertaker podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can't wait Tuesday. Be there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to kind of be excited for in that. Like taxi squad, there's a still, lot of depth. There's still a lot of depth there, and I would have said just to just remember my train of thought that I was going to have before you <laughs> mentioned that uh, uh, Vigneault thing. Um. Prior to yesterday or the day before, I would have said maybe Zamola could have potentially been on yeah. the starting lineup, but it sounded like the last kind of he didn't look yeah, great. He, he's, he looked a little like he uh, is still developing, yeah. um, which is going to happen, obviously. He's still yes. learning, but that's absolutely a good sign. And for me, for a while there, I thought he was going to be ahead of Freeman. He would have had to do that headache of is Freeman eh, do you risk putting him on waivers but he might actually end up going down uh, I wouldn't want to risk Freeman on waivers no, but you might have a choice no you might not but I think it might I think Freeman might just be that spot just less of a headache kind of thing uh, but I think it's going to be a similar situation to Faraby last year where I think he's not going to yes. be down for long because obviously exactly. injuries happen and if you remember last year with anything for the Flyers, at least especially that third pair, that was a carousel. Yes. Um, and also this too, the ball's on a ghost because he and uh, AV sat down and kind of hashed out their uh, 
and or I guess it was AV or was it with Chuck too? I don't it know. was AV, yeah. Yeah, it was AV, but they kind of he aired out kind of his grievances of uh, kind of the past few years and letting it know like I am fully healthy, more healthy than I've been in the past in couple years. of years. And I'm excited to see what he's I got. I am excited I, I for think... it, and I think if they do it this way, because I I still have hope for Ghost. I, I like Ghost. It, it's, if you can yeah. recreate, but do it a little better, the 2018 duo of Ghost and Provorov, that's great. Because then you at least have two good pairs. Because then you can keep Myers and Sam together. Yeah. Not only that, Goss's pair that year had 17 mm-hmm. goals that year. And realistically speaking, for a while there, and maybe it might still be true, Brana might actually not be on that starting D pair. Because if that's the pair, because I think it might be Hagen, uh, Gustafson. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Yeah, I don't hate it, I don't love it either. But if those are your top six, Gustafson's going to be on your third pair probably, or it have to be Gustafson and Braun. Yeah. For a third pair? <laughs> yeah. It could be worse. That's it could have been McDonald on the first pair. No, I don't mean, say his name. Don't say his name. His name's tainted. I hate him. I know it is, but I'm just saying this just shows the better defense you have from yeah. now that I think people were hoping for for the last couple of years. This defense that was going to come up because you said, "Oh, look at these guys the Flyers have and are prospect wise yeah. defensively." I, I'm I'm excited for this team. This is again another good year for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get down. Let's to business. go into our Where do season. You see our season the Philadelphia uh, Flyers this year in the East. And a very hard East. Um, now I'm not going to go out and say I think they had the chance to actually be first. They do in the division. This but is I, this is the first time in years where they have a legitimate chance to win. And the always division. to say that is because Boston's missing their two top players. Well, not maybe not for long. Uh, it sounds like Posturn. Uh, it's is it Posturnock or Martian? One of them. I think it's Martian. He should be good to go for the season opener. And Pasternak should be, shouldn't be too far behind, so they're not missing as much time as they thought. Damn. Well, yeah, I still think they're probably going to be first, Boston. But I think it'll probably know. it'll be like know. last year with Philadelphia and Washington. I think there's going to be a battle mm-hmm. there, but I think mm-hmm. Philadelphia again want to be second. Yeah. So I'll put it second way. in the division. All right. So the, again, the division as follows: in the East, Boston, Buffalo, now. And also, Austin, like I mentioned, uh, New Jersey, New York, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So, what are your predictions for the Flyers this year? Again, I think they're going to be second in the division. I think they're one. I'm going. I'm banking off of it's the second year in AV system, which will help a lot of guys, uh, especially Justin Braun. I, I think that's going to be a, a big help for him. Mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit higher expectations for him this year. The fact that, again, they, each player has a year under their belt. Uh, Justin Braun, I think he mentioned it the other day. That's also why I'm bringing it up because, again, like they all have, you know, and he, he even admitted that he struggled throughout the season, which is fair to say, you know, and um, I, I think. Weird. That's <laughs> oh, so weird. <sighs> I have a I have a uh, Jim Halpert bet for you, in the uh, in that if say five minutes into the game, if Braun doesn't get turned around on a rush, 
you get my next next pay. Love it. <laughs> Thirty seconds in. Oh shit! I'm the it happened. King of the world. <laughs> <laughs> And there's you know, a hockey podcast we still managed to get an office quote in. You know it's going to happen. Mean, it's the Flyers versus the Flyers, but it's still going to happen. It's Braun. It happened so many times. Guys, you weren't even talking right on the season. You're talking tonight's game, aren't you? I was. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. God. All right. So you say second. Okay. Yeah, I say second. Because I think, right. I think the mine has a has, condition. Sorry. Mine has a condition on my pick. I say okay. first. However, that's if and only if they, of course, beat Boston in their season series against them. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, right. But- I'm saying if they beat the Boston Bruins, like, like when a majority of the games against them this year. The Philadelphia Flyers will come out on top in the East Division this year. I guess I had to look it up, but I feel like they did pretty well against them last year for their season. Series. I think I so. Yeah. Split last year the Marshawn game. Yes, that's a very and obviously the last game we actually went to. <laughs> that wasn't that game, but yeah. I know. I'm just saying the last game we went to. Oh, gotcha, Boston. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um. But going back to my reasonings for why I think the Flyers could end up being yes. in second, uh, one outside of the AV factor of another year into the system and a guy's getting more used to it. Um, the other thing I think will help is that realistically speaking, at least last mm. year with the Flyers and AV's time, it seems uh, the Flyers are very good against their division. Yeah. Obviously they had problems against uh, the Islanders and those type of teams, so that's my only issue is that I feel like a lot of teams may see that playbook from the playoffs and may try to imitate it a bit if they can mm. uh, to try to beat the Flyers, which will be annoying if they do. Um, but I still think the Flyers are good enough where they can combat it. Uh, so that's my thinking. I think they do pretty well against their team and their division more recently than in like the last, I'd say, two, three years. Maybe I feel like they've done better against their division, say, years past. When I say that, I'd say like the Rangers and stuff like that, because I feel like there was a while there were the Flyers weren't beating the Rangers. They weren't beating the Bruins or anyone really like that. And after they took down the Capitals in a sweep. Uh, almost. Almost sweep. Right. I think they, they, lost, all, one. they lost one. They lost in one. Shootout, oh, which yeah, the game they should have yeah, won. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at least the they, they should have won. They got a point in every game against them, essentially. But that to me proves that, okay. This Flyers team, because the Capitals are the best team in the Metro outside of them, I feel um, that Boston, Boston, Washington, I think are going to be the biggest kind of headaches for the Flyers outside of the Islanders just being the Islanders. Uh, the Penguins will be the Penguins and more than likely I feel like they're probably going to split because the Penguins, I think they're just going to split the season series against the Flyers. Um, but that's just my thing. I think, well, we can probably handle the Devils and the Sabres, yeah. even though the Sabres added Hall and the Devils added a couple pieces. I know p- some people are high on the Rangers, but I still think they're in that rebuild stage. I think the Flyers can. They definitely are. Yeah. That's why. That's my. They're going to be better, but 
still not that much better. So I think that's still good enough for the Flyers to be second. And I'm almost yeah. not completely confident, here's but the, pretty here's confident. Here's the biggest question. That. Who's going to be third? Washington? Yeah. Yeah. I think that lobby let factor that first year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it's going to be, for you, it's going to be Boston, Philly, Washington, probably the Islanders, right? Or Pitt. That's where I'm up in the air on. Yeah, for I me, say I already know I'd mine say the because... Islanders just because they're the fucking Islanders and I don't get it. True. But I still can't. So you are only saying because it's Crosby and Malkin. That's my only. Re- that's my only reasoning for the yeah. Penguins. That's my only reasoning. Yeah. So here's they're my not as good, They're not that yeah. good. The Penguins. I'll I'll admit it. But yeah. they still have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. True. So all right. Uh, Maybe they can squeak in. I don't know if it's how right, they if it's how Philly, they got... Boston, Washington, Islanders, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're out. I mean, I want to be my prediction stance because the last time, the last two couple times to the Flyer, the Penguins in the playoffs against Montreal, they lost, and mm-hmm. to end the season last year before the pause, they were also awful. So they got a lot to turn around. It's true. And so also, think about it, they but, don't have Matt Murray, so... No, but they do have Tristan Jari still. This is true. This is true. So we'll see. I, I'll say this. In terms of teams in, in this division, the mm-hmm. East division, the Flyers absolutely have the most depth. The oh, most yeah. depth of all these percent. teams. The Bruins lost pieces. Yeah. But because that line is so good and they have the best goalie in the division, that's why I still think they could be first because of the Bruins yep. and just that factor. They're still, they're still every year, I think they're going to be a little worse just because their core is getting older. Even Krejci, I don't think he's even signed yet for Boston. Uh, he is not. So that's a big deal for them. Oh, well, he has. He's just got another year. He's got this oh, year, really? then he's a UFA. Ah, well, there you go. There you go. I can't believe I forgot about the better Kasha. Yeah, still, yeah, the better he's, Kasha. He's still in Europe. As is the germ. The germ. You'll probably see those guys in a month when the NHL, when the AHL comes back. Yep. So, Jeffrey, going on our kind of season kind of preview on the Flyers, who do you think yep. will lead the Flyers in points? I think it's going to be Lindblom. I had a feeling you're going to say that. Um, I have a feeling you're going to go with TK again because you said he's going to. No, go I'm, I'm actually not. You're not I'm going to go forty goal TK again. No, full season that he would have gotten there. <laughs> um, I absolutely would not be surprised in any way, even though I don't think Patrick has that high of career numbers, but. Mm. I think Patrick will. He's uh, going to get career high. Absolutely. His career high is only 32 points or 33. 31. 31. He's already got his first playoff points. So there's that. This is true. This is true. I think this will be the first year you'll hear. Not that he'll win the Norris, but. I think he's going to start raising some eyebrows, Ivan Provorov. Yes, he is. At least outside of the Philadelphia area. 
because for really the first time in his career, he's going to be going to have to be the guy that leads the line pretty much if it is with him and Ghost. Granted, that's going to be a fun line to deep pair to watch, but Ghost obviously isn't that great the defensively defensive. Provorov's going to have to pick up the slack there. And also this too. I think you're going to see a big season out of Phil Myers. This is going to be oh, yeah. Phil Myers' breakout year. Oh, yeah. And you could argue Travis Sanheim. Sure. You absolutely could because those two are going to be together uh, again. But to answer your question now, this might shock you. I'm going to say Hollywood Hayes. I could see it. That's a solid line where I could easily see it. He's yeah. with G. Hollywood Hayes leading the way. I will say um, I wouldn't be surprised if TK leads the Flyers and goals again at all. Um, also, last but not least, our prediction. Game time, 5.30, Wednesday night, Flyers-Penguins. Game one of the entire season. They kick things off. What's your prediction? Flyers win, and it's going to be get, be a big one just because it's a op- season opener. If you like they're a little more high scoring, say 5-2, Flyers win the last goal. It's going to be a f- open netter, uh, empty net, open netter. Man. <laughs> and I say I like hockey. Five yeah. two flyers. Hey, 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 well, it's all right. It's all right. It's still, it's still our preseason. I say both Blum and uh, Patrick got on the board. I like it. Coots gets on the board. Mm-hmm. G and Empty Ruffle. Ruffle. All right. He scores from Pittsburgh. Crosby. Of course. And Latang. All right. Let, let's let's be honest. I'm, gonna, I'm, I, I'm gonna, saying let's hang on the power play because yeah, uh, we'll see how the PK works. Yes, I'm going to say four three Flyers win. Uh, for Penguins, you have Crosby, Gensel, and I. I honestly, I don't even know if he's actually in the lineup. He should be. Um, let me check. Um, Zach Aston Reese. He should be. I don't see why I shouldn't, but just in case, I'm going to do my due diligence first to see if he's even there. Um, they have him with okay, at least on dailyfaceup.com. He does okay. Scratch that. Then it'll be Mal. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, okay, not Crosby. Sorry, it'll be Gensel, Malkin, and Jason Zucker. That's who. All right. And for okay. Philly, four goals. Hollywood Hayes. You gotta get Lindblom and Patrick. I like that. And we'll go Scott Lawton. All right. However, Kevin Hayes, he's known for his big goals. He's getting one late in the game to give the Flyers a lead. All right. All right. There you have it. Flyers Penguins, five thirty. Mm-hmm. I believe it's NBC Sports. Should be. Yeah, Enjoy. It's the first game of the season, Sportsnet. It's NBC Sports because they're doing I think like three games that night. So yes, the Flyers, the first of the three games. Yes. And also, the Flyers. banner gets raised for the Lightning later that day. But yes, it does. More importantly, That'd the Flyers cool play. So, until then, until Tuesday, when we see for underachievers, uh, we'll see you next time.